it started with that view, that that very healthy lens. And the more I spent time in healthcare, I did become a little bit tarnished and my view of the business of healthcare drastically changed. Welcome to the HTW Podcast. We're your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Secutis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, H2W is your navigator on the bumpy highway to well. How's your January going so far? It's going great. <laughs> it's going so well. Um, I let's see what what have I done? I've made no resolutions. <laughs> I should make a resolution to not be a hypochondriac because I got a CAT scan yesterday that revealed nothing. Shocker! <laughs> An empty CAT scan. <laughs> they were like, "There's nothing wrong with you." <laughs> um, anyway. It's going good. It's going real good, Erica. How about you? What well, you you said you should make a resolution, but that's the whole point is that there should be no shoulds. There should just be no resolutions. There should be no resolutions. There no. really aren't. It should be like a daily resolution that you make, yeah. you know, with yourself. What am I going to do with myself today? Yeah. I've checked a lot of boxes today. How is this day different? From all other from days. From all the other days. On this day. Um, no, been good so far. Sober, so January, dry January. What do we call it? Dry January. Sober October. Sober October. Dry Didn't do that. January. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. It's all right. Okay. A little crabby today. Yeah. I'm getting lots of sleep. So I won't drink any alcohol in front of you. Oh, you can. It's and fine. I will. And you will. Just kidding. I know. Um, but funny, in dry January, I do not also abstain from partaking of the uh the green type of of, oh, of, so you're just getting really stoned? Not really stoned. No, I'm just no. like enjoying my CBD right. treats oh, and yeah. you little know, doses. My pen, little dose, a little doses here and there. I like it. Uh, yeah, because it's really it's more about like the, the you know the booze and just the excess and the parties and all of that from last year. Like that needs. To uh, yeah, out, you did a lot of entertaining. A lot. The holiday season. That's was when happy. I just take out my dust off my top hat, Oof. join a kick line, and entertain. Girl. It was good though. It was, it was fun. Hosting. Yeah. It was good. We had a. Christmas brunch that turned into karaoke at your house. That was really that fun. Was, the I, fact that that started at 6 p.m. and it felt like midnight was... <laughs> that was it was good. It was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've been doing some doses. I've been doing a little stuff. microdosing. Yeah, um, that's good. You know, I think just what anecdotally, there are a lot of people who drink less once they find their way in the world of weed. I think that's true. Yeah. How's it going for you? Um, on which front? Well, you've recently found your way in the world of weed, so uh, kind of not really. I you just ran say, out, like, didn't you? No, I didn't. <laughs> so I went and I I bought like you know when I was in LA and I went to the med men shop and with you obviously mm-hmm. and we went and got high on their supply. Goodies, yes, and like I was really reintroduced, you know what? Since like college, 
I've never really been a, so into weed. It just never really agreed with me. And then I was like, okay, post children, post everything. Maybe I'll just reintroduce myself. Maybe yeah. it's come a long way and there are all these strains and they're also specific for different, you know, issues or whatever. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I've done it. Like, I just don't even think to do it. It's weird. It doesn't, it's not something that like calls me, but like every once in a while, if I have a little doses pen, it's right. like, well, I think pleasant. more specific, like situation specific, like, you know, if you're, if you need to get to sleep or like for me, I use yeah. my little tinctures when I know, like I wake up in the morning today being a good example. I knew that there was a ton of stuff I needed to get through today. And even though in real life, I know I have enough time to get it done. Sometimes I wake up and like my sense is that there's just not enough time. And I get to this like panicky state of just wanting to get things done. And I do my little tincture and I feel like it just takes, it just kind of, but just CBD oil or, or just, I have like a, a the, ratio, yeah. like a CBD THC ratio. It's like 14 to one or something yeah. like that. It's pretty, it's pretty Probably. low dose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but situationally speaking, I think it's good. Yeah. I thought, you know, they have like a dosis has that sleep mm-hmm. pen and then I was like, oh, I have no problem going to sleep. I have a problem staying Staying asleep. asleep, And I have to say the most, and I've done it a few times. I was like, oh, maybe if I take the sleep, just like a hit of the sleep pen before I go to bed, I'll stay asleep till the morning. I actually, um, I do better just taking magnesium. Yeah. Magnesium is like the the ultimate. That has been such a game changer for me. I know. I will not wake up. I wake up feeling like refreshed and not like groggy and crappy. Where sometimes I think if I take like a hit of, whatever. Yeah. I feel a little like you feel a little f- um, fuzzy, but oh, man, I magnesium, but, magnesium glycinate specifically though. That's yes. the specific thing. And I know there's that been is. like a lot of talk about that. And I heard it on a bunch of podcasts and read about it a bunch last year. And I was like, okay, try me. Cause I am the ultimate non-sleeper. No, and I swear to God. It's the only thing that has worked consistently. Yeah. It's magic. It's I have good. it on my bedside table. I take two magnesium glycinate you take yeah. like 400 milligrams? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, the, that's what I take. But it's pretty magical, I it have is. to say. It is. Um, but you have to get make sure it's glycinate because there right. are a lot of different forms. But we're not here to talk about glycinate, no. magnesium glycinate. We're here to talk about CBD. We're here to talk about the other stuff. That also works. Um, but our chat, so we had a chat with Amy Duncan, who's the founder of Moellens, which is speaking of CBD brands. This is a great one. Um, it's it's a medical grade CBD product, um, and it's 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 wellness products. Which no is THC, a, no THC, just Correct. CBD. Correct. Um, and there's some topical stuff, and there's some tinctures, and she has a really great story. Um, I think there's a very crowded landscape of CBD products and brands at this point out there. It's only going to get more crowded. I mean, yeah. we are I mean, just scratching the it's, surface. Exactly. It's, it's a, a tsunami of green products. Yeah. And there's no regulation, which is going to be even more terrifying. So we're going to like enter into this insane, wild, wild West world like we are in now with just supplements in general. Right. But I think what's so great about Mo Ellen's and Amy is that she she comes from a lab. I mean, right. she has this great She's background got a lab coat. where she... She is like so on point when it comes to testing her product. And she, it's just first and foremost, that's what she. Yeah. It's the quality standards and that's what she's focused on. And I think, you know, she's, she does a really good job of explaining kind of how that sort of family tree of CBD products works with CBD and hemp and, and THC all kind of coming together to form different strains and different products. And she makes it kind of she makes it clear. And I think the the business and the brand makes it very easy and accessible. And there's a lot of 
um, noise in this space right now. So it's kind of refreshing to have somebody who can actually speak to it in a clear way and has a cool business behind it. Yeah, because that's just complicated. It really is. Totally. It's going to take a long time for everyone to truly understand the CBD don't get you high. It's not going to get you high. No, calms bitches down. Yes, CBD. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the THC that gets you high. Anyway, we're going to, we learn all about it. She explains it very well. Um, Let's shall let her we? Do it. Yes. Shall we? Onward. So I know we're not talking about New Year's resolutions necessarily, but I think everybody in the new year is kind of making an effort to do something a little bit healthier. I know for my part, I like to try to cook more at home and not order food in or go out for dinner as much. And I think for a lot of people who are trying to cook, there could be some better options out there. Um, Hungry Root, I think, is one of them. Totally agree. Yeah. If you are somewhere between, I don't want to cook a full meal and start from scratch, and I don't want to order takeout and have it delivered fully prepped, then this is really great because it's somewhere in the middle. They do like 85% of the work and then give you all the glory as you add the finishing touches and make it your own. Right. And it takes less than 10 minutes, which is kind of cool. Kind of cool. It's all plant-based and it's it's super delicious. Yeah, it's super easy. There are so many flexible options. They've got, I mean, if you could, you can be gluten free, you can be nut free, vegetarian, vegan, dairy free, whatever it is, you can also make it your own. So they send you some prepped up ingredients. Like recently, I had the Thai coconut curried snap peas, which were delicious. And I'm not a huge carnivore, but I made up the preparation of the curry, the, the snap peas with the curry sauce. And then I threw a fried egg on it and it was amazing. Yeah. I like the kind of make it your own approach. It yeah. works for me because I always end up, you know, I can't do like the other meal kit services because it's just too specific. And I need, right. I, I want to feel like I have the freedom to kind of doctor it up and add my own freedom. zest. Yeah. You know, my Agreed. own thing. Um, and they have sick desserts too, actually. I know. Their sweets might even be the best. I know. Uh, the best part of What do you them. like the best? My fave. Oh, but then, and then there's also the black bean brownie batter. Yeah. Which, which is really hard to say. I mean, black bean brownie batter and the chickpea uh, cookie dough, which to date has not actually made it out of the container into my oven because it goes from the container to the spoon to my mouth. So it made it out of the container into your mouth. Correct. Direct to the mouth. <laughs> I like it. DTM. <laughs> it's a DTM meal, uh, but it's great. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a healthier kind of convenience food, essentially. And it's all delivered to your door and uh, they deliver nationwide. And they're on HungryRoot.com. And uh, listeners can get 25% off their first two deliveries when they visit HungryRoot.com slash HTW. What? 25 bucks off? I know, for two deliveries, which is kind of great. So it's fresh, it's pre-prepped, and it's quite yummy. All right. Go to HungryRoot.com, people. Get your plant-based meal stuff on. We'll welcome Amy Duncan, founder and CEO of Moellens. Thank you. Happy Very to cool be here. CBD focused brand in the beauty and wellness space. I guess mm -hmm. is yeah. What general. space do you sit in? I mean, you sit in the in the herb space. Yeah, I I classify it as wellness, but yeah. very rooted plant distillery, very niche in a in a sense. We'll zoom out a little bit and yeah. start incorporating more things. Uh, plant-based, but yeah, wellness. Yeah, wellness is a great category. Self-care. Yeah. So, but you're, so should we start with your story, or should we start with the brand? Why don't we start with your story and how you came to create Wellens? 
Yeah, I am originally a Midwest girl, born and raised, and all my family is in Missouri still, very rooted, traditional. Where in Missouri? St. Louis. Hmm, I spent some time there. Oh, Erica spent some time in Missouri. I did. Oh, yeah. my lived goodness. in St. Louis, and I lived in Branson. Um, oh, my We can gosh, talk about Branson. that later. <laughs> Well, I've been to Branson a few times, actually. I might have seen you there. Yeah, Chris's family lived in Kimberling City, Missouri. Really? So I've I have totally spent been there. many a weekend in Branson. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever take in uh, a show? So one show is really, really good. Um, it's the Beatles impersonators. Mm, yeah, not, They're really not in my good. time. Um, All right, Erica, come on. Just give it up. What were you doing in Branson real quick? Let's um, just do a little... It's, I was in I was in the Dino extravaganza. I think he's still there. No, actually. you weren't. Yes, I was. Can you tell him what the oh, Dino yes, extravaganza? I don't even know what that is. Dino, uh, he was a concert pianist uh, who used to play backup for televangelists. And then he got his own show in Branson. There were about 25 of us as dancers behind him. With, like showgirl dancers. Yes, like, like showgirl big dancers. Show, like big headpieces and like that move. What do you call that move? Tipping. Tipping. It's when you walk. like, you That's sort of amazing. Like, <laughs> you tip your your wrist and your shoulder, and you do that. We'll that do it. We're going to do it later. I think we should add this yeah. video. That's my former life. Um, so, Branson's a good platform. Uh, I was yes, it was. Um, I was two, I was out of college, so it was twenty three to twenty five. Oh my god, amazing! Mm-hmm. Sorry, Branson. Well, I'm Missouri. not from Branson. <laughs> I'm from St. Louis. Louis. Yeah. yeah, and um, originally from St. Louis, my family born and raised, and I started my career in sales. I met my husband in 2007. He played for the St. Louis Cardinals. In 2009, I graduated college, and then I didn't work right after college. I actually traveled around the country with him. We called it the Summer of Love Tour. (laughs) And um, I didn't really have an identity at that time. I had a, a vision for who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do in my career, but he was very much a high profile athlete. And so I kind of just took a year off and and lived someone else's dream and supported them in that. And that was very challenging, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And Guys do it all the time for women. Oh, yeah. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> and so in 2010, his career ended. I started mine. Um, started a career in sales and then moved over to medical device sales. And that gave me really my background in healthcare. It started my career there. And I was very passionate about being in hospitals. I just liked the empathy and the and the healing, uh, helpful nature, if you will. And that's really one of my core values is just giving and um, helping people as much as I can in life. Not a lot of people say that they like being in hospitals and because of the giving and the healing, I feel like so many people look at it through the other lens, which is that so much sickness and sadness and they don't like it. So that's, I mean, so it's an unusual trait. Yeah, I would say that it started with that view, that that very healthy lens. And the more I spent time <laughs> in healthcare, I did become a little bit tarnished mm-hmm. and my view of the business of healthcare drastically changed. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for about four years, medical device sales, and then that company brought me out to California. I stayed with them about a year, and then I moved over into the genetic space, and I ran a biotech laboratory, um, also in the clinical laboratory setting. So both uh, next-generation sequencing, testing, looking at very detailed genetic testing, whether it was for an, an adult or a baby in utero, did that type of work. And 
very much taking a complicated topic and simplifying it down into something that people could understand. Mm -hmm. And we did a few things that then overlapped in the cannabis space. And basically in the summer of 2016, we were looking at becoming a cannabis testing lab. So I had launched four products with them for different testing profiles. And I, the CEO and I were talking about becoming a cannabis testing lab and starting that service line. So I was really diving into it um, from a science, but also from a marketing perspective and learning about the industry. And then um, my husband had a brain tumor a year after we met and or a year after we were married and it came back in the fall of 16. <laughs> and when it came back, I said, I could either take this knowledge and pour it into the lab or I can start my own company. Mm -hmm. So I walked away and started Moellens. And it took me about 11 months and we launched in March. And how did you decide kind of what vertical you wanted to pursue? I mean, it's such a huge space. And even at that, I mean, today it's enormous and it's only been two years since then. So, yeah, I did a, the first two months, really October through December, three months, I guess, I did a lot of due diligence in the industry, going around to conferences, networking with people, asking people what they did in the space. And it, I was very passionate about the plant and about just the evolution of the industry. The products that were being produced on the market in 2016 weren't being lab tested. So producing clean, pure products was really my mission. And so I didn't necessarily know where I would be at first. And I knew I didn't want to go out for a round of funding. I wanted to invest and double down in myself or on myself. So I did a lot of research and networking. And then I basically figured out that my least barriers to entry were in CBD, hemp mm -hmm. CBD. So was your inspiration more around like what you were seeing in the lab or maybe testimonials or just personal use? Or were you just you just knew from like an outsider perspective um, and from in a very clinical way that this had the power to, you know, for lack of a better word, cure or help whatever disease or ailment. Condition. Well, I very much see the plant from a medicinal um, health benefit perspective. However, I being in sales for many years, I watched why people buy um, what triggered them to buy, the emotion associated with that. And I knew that whatever product I produced, it would be in my space, my demographic, our target audience, right? Um, and those people weren't necessarily smoking marijuana, mm -hmm. but very much interested in adaptogens and different self-care self remedies and holistic alternatives to pharmaceuticals. So... My passion became around what can we incorporate into our lives to create that pause or to create a new healthy habit. And CBD and the non-psychoactive nature of CBD was where I found that gravitated pull. And so that's where I ended up going and became very passionate about it. Experience, yes. I smoked in high school, um, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't know anything about CBD in Yeah, high and it wasn't CBD. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just the sentence, I smoked in high school, is so powerful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just yeah. like it conjures so much. I wonder so what people. percentage of people, yeah, is like 90%. Yeah. I, I I'm not like really a weed smoker. I never really was, but like I smoked in, you know, it's right. just like, of course, you try weed in high school. Right. But so can we just, before we kind of, delve in anymore, I feel like we should maybe define a little bit more because it is 
kind of confusing. Weed smoker or not weed smoker, I think there's still a lot of confusion around cannabis, THC, CBD, hemp, those four. Mm-hmm. Um, can we kind of put them in buckets and, and clear up like what they are and are not? And especially yeah. when it comes to like the psychoactive piece of it. Like what, what does it get me high? Like what part of it gets me high? What part of it is just like medicinal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we think about the overarching umbrella of the cannabis plant, it's cannabis is the overarching umbrella, right? And then from there, it subdivides into hemp or marijuana. And it's hemp if it's under 0.3% THC. And it's marijuana if it's above. And then within both the hemp and the marijuana plant, you have cannabinoids, which are molecules, and terpenes, which are molecules. And CBD is a cannabinoid, and THC is a cannabinoid, and there are 100 plus others. Now, we talk about CBD and THC mostly because of the concentration being in a high enough amount that we're able to distill it down and to utilize it where some of the other cannabinoids, CBG, CBN, we're not finding those in a high enough concentration to be able to work with them and produce products. We're getting better and better at it. But hemp versus marijuana, very, very important to differentiate the two because hemp CBD is not going to get you high. And CBD can also come from marijuana. And typically, if it comes from marijuana, it has a higher concentration of THC in it, THC being what gets you high. Right. So anything you can buy online or buy in a health food store, that's going to be a hemp-derived CBD product. It's not going to get you high, but you're still going to get those good, healthy wellness benefits. And so the the ones that you are able to currently, as of right now, December 6, 2018... You're saying that the ones that you can buy online are not going to get you high because of the state-by-state laws around it. So state-by-state with CBD is a little bit different. So we classify ourselves under the Farm Bill Act, which is at a federal level. Um, The 2014 and then 2018 Farm Bill Act is supposed to pass on Monday on the 10th of December. Whoa. And what will that do? So that'll really clarify things around cultivation and extraction of hemp CBD, um, around hemp in general, but it also speaks to derivatives like extracts and oils that CBD would fall under. So that's at a federal level. And really that's what we go off of. At a state-by-state level, we're really talking about marijuana legalization and not necessarily, some states have come out and spoke about CBD, but very limited. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about legalization, sorry, like so recreational, right? We're not talking about obviously people who have like medical cards. Yeah, so you're talking about marijuana. Every time you go into state by state, you're God, talking so about confusing. marijuana. We need to yeah. we need to draw a diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we the, can draw a diagram. CBD, <laughs> <I think laughs> we we might need big, some supplemental. A big tree. Yes. Over the United States. Um, yeah. But so the CBD products are basically widely available because they don't have the high factor, the THC Correct. component. Yeah. I broke it down for somebody who's asking. Mm-hmm. Think of CBD, the acronym. It calms a bit down. That's all it does. It doesn't oh, get you I high. like that. <laughs> or calms a body down. Hmm? We should go body, probably. <laughs> I, know. I know a lot of ladies. Yeah. yeah. Kind of got a nice ring to it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's removing the sort of controversial element of it. And for people who are interested in using it, they are not going to have any type of psychotropic, any type of high effects. Whereas, and and then I guess then the, the sub 
part of this is that then you have the the kind of the ratio products, right? And that mm-hmm. is where you have some CBD, but then there's a little bit of THC, which supposedly helps to unlock the benefits of the CBD without actually getting you high. I mean, is that... so? Or if, the other way around. Well, CBD if we trigger- complicate it a little bit from a science perspective. So the word for what CBD does in combination with THC it's called an allosteric modulator. Mm, you're welcome. So there are so many good Scrabble words <laughs> coming out of this, like cannabinoid. Yeah, basically, it the receptor that THC binds to, when you take CBD and THC together, it changes how that THC can lock into that receptor. In a sense, it makes it, it disables it. Um, so you're not going to get as high if you take CBD and THC together mm-hmm. as you would if you took THC alone. Ah, okay. So the, so the spectrum, CBD is calming it down. Mm-hmm. The spectrum is CBD from hemp. So it can on be the lowest, on most, the lowest end. Mm-hmm. You can buy it online. You can buy it in Whole Foods and, you know, in any of health, your health food stores. At CBD alone, mm-hmm. then you take a step up and you're into 0.3% THC, which is considered a full spectrum hemp extract or a hemp oil. And that's still going to be high in CBD. So those two products are where we fall. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you're going into a dispensary. Mm-hmm. You're okay. at a CBD and THC combination or an all THC combination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so what form do your, I mean, your products that sit at that part of the spectrum, are we talking topical, are we talking edible, a little bit of everything? Yeah, a little bit of everything. We make two tinctures, they call them, so drops are edible oils, and we make a honey, CBD-infused avocado honey, and we also make a topical oil. Mm -hmm. So we fall in the edible and the skincare. And what are the use cases that you would say for something like a tincture of Versus a topical. Well, I wanted the products to be very versatile. I didn't want to produce a water or, you know, some of these other very niche products. With the edibles, you can even use them on the skin. Your pets can use them. But mostly people use the tinctures, the inner piece and the lip from within products in a beverage. And some people just drop them right under their tongue. Mm-hmm. And, and um, how do they taste? Uh, so inner piece is actually flavorless. So it's a THC free, so f- zero THC in that product. It's flavorless and it's mm-hmm. water soluble. So it doesn't have that oily, mm-hmm. you know, feel in your mouth. And it also blends right into any beverage. Mm-hmm. So that one's flavorless. And then the Live From Within is an oil blend. So it's a full spectrum oil. And I don't like, I didn't like the taste of hemp seed oil. So I formulated it with coconut oil, with uh, pumpkin seed oil and avocado oil. So it's mm. actually very flavorful and, and um, nutritious. Yeah, and nutritious. Like an amazing salad dressing. It goes so well in salad, salad yeah. dressing. How about, yeah. and, the, and I could give it to my dog who never S's the F. <laughs> yes, you can. Will it make my dog stop barking? <laughs> Yes, it will. Um, perhaps. I don't know how rambunctious he is, but I give it to my puppies. You do? Mm-hmm. And what do they do? Do they, they just, just like calm. roll over? Yeah, just calm. Just give it a shot. I'm totally going to do Anything it. Anything okay. that, I mean, I'll try it for my cat because he's become quite vocal lately. It's become Aww. a little bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Don't really love it. Yeah. So your CBD, so you can, I can go on models.com and I can buy your product anywhere in the United States, right? Correct. <laughs> This is like where I still have, I've, I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, the f- 
fed, man. They just put the fear gone. <laughs> I was like traveling from LA. We we um went to a dispensary and brought back some stuff and just a little bit of stuff. <laughs> we, we went to um we went to a dispensary. And again, like I'm so I'm not a weed smoker. And I was like, you know, I might revisit this in this more controlled landscape right now because it's so specific now. And right. I think it could be maybe beneficial. So if I'm like, oh, I can't sleep or feeling a lot of anxiety right now, like maybe there is a really specific strain and THC CBD ratio that will work magically for like that one specific thing. And so I've been dabbling and I've just like, re- you know, as an adult. Oh, yes. And I have to say, it's quite fun. And when I brought back a, you know, Santa Claus bag full of... <laughs> product to New York. I was like in the airport and I had a lot of stuff in my bag. I mean, you know, like bath salts mm-hmm. or like this, whatever. Bath bombs. Bombs and yeah. many different forms. And they literally were just like rummaging through my bag. And I was like, I know this is legal, but I'm still going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I was like convinced that they were just going to pull out my bath bomb or whatever and just be like, lock her up. Well, I think <laughs> the stigma lies in what you're saying too is you didn't feel right. You felt a little bit off and you thought to go to a dispensary to get cannabis mm-hmm. instead of perhaps thinking that a CBD product online was powerful enough for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that goes through people's head. Like we want something really good. Uh-huh. And then some people will go to a dispensary and get a THC product and have a bad experience. And then they're completely you know, ah, jaded and mm-hmm. opposed to trying a CBD Something product. milder like Correct. CBD. So like dispensary equals a little bit more intense. Step down from that is online CBD oil product, right? So it's a, good, it's a good entry point. Yeah, good point. Mom, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom of course and my, my of family course had a big, uh, they had a big issue with me getting into the cannabis yeah, space. So a lot of fear associated with their daughter running a cannabis right. company. How do we talk about that with yeah. our neighbors? And so, and how did you break the news? What did, what was their reaction? And well, where are they? How do they feel about it now? You know, I'd be to my own drum for quite a while, but um, when I told them about it, they were they were very scared for me, and they didn't really know like you you know didn't know, and a lot of people don't know how to navigate the market, and so I had to explain to them the differences between hemp and marijuana, the products I'd be producing, and they didn't they weren't aware of of CBD and mm-hmm. the benefits of CBD. And I said, mom, I think you could really use it. And um, <laughs> it's what every mother wants to you hear. Know, just to take the edge off and to totally. help with like different types of inflammation in the body. And um, so she started using the inner peace tincture to start. And then she had some like tension going on in her legs and stuff. So she applied the one for all topical oil. And now my mom is probably the biggest advocate. I mean, she daily takes pictures of her food with the honey, her oatmeal in the morning, inner peace, topical oil. She's like, can I take too much? I'm lathering this on my body. I'm eating the honey, the life from within and the inner peace in one meal. (laughs) And she goes through honey more than anyone in the community. I think she's ordered the most. (laughs) And so what is the effect for her? So she's, she's reporting what? She's taking all the CBD and she's just like, Chill and anxiety free, and has no inflammation in her body. Yeah, it's amazing. So, CBD for my mom was a catalyst to other healthy habits. So, Uh, so it literally is the gateway drug. Yeah, (laughs) it really kickstarted a plant based lifestyle. Yeah, Yeah, she lost 36 pounds. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, she's really used it. You could to say she turned over changing. a new leaf. Nice Absolutely. one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you could use yeah. That <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and was this something that you that when your husband was going through his illness? I mean, is this was this something that you guys were using on a regular basis? And was he experiencing relief in any way? So he had seizures. We we didn't use CBD to fight cancer. He did smoke marijuana and do some of you know, the heavier THC products in the beginning uh, when the cancer returned, but he has seizures. So mm-hmm. we did use CBD for that and not necessarily to diagnose, treat, or cure, but to help with the side effects and the stresses that mm-hmm. go along with those ailments. But when someone very close to you is going through something very challenging, it's oftentimes hard to get through to them mm-hmm. and to be an advocate um, to help them along their their journey. You know, it really has to be self-imposed and something that is their idea. So there's a lot of um, resentment and challenging times that came along with mm-hmm. trying to get him to use the products that could be beneficial for him. Mm-hmm. I think we all experience that with significant others or family. Absolutely. I mean, to your point, yes, it does have to come from within. You can't convince somebody, even with all you know, I have this conversation with my mother frequently because with, you know, the same stigma about the CBD products, for example. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but please, like I've, I've learned about this. This is kind of what I'm doing. I'm having conversations and I'm getting, gathering all this information that you don't really have access to. And until somebody is ready to kind of make that change for themselves, it's very, you're just, you're shouting into the wind essentially. Right. Right. I think they just can't quite let go of this stigma or thinking about like, this is going to get me high. And mm-hmm. I can't let it go. And people, yeah, people are yeah. scared of being high because it suggests losing control, even though you see people who drink, you know, one too many at the holiday party and you're like, well, how is that any different? <laughs> that, that, that is like an amazing... Uh, the ultimate yeah. just contradiction. But, but again, anyway. so again, mom, it does not get you high. Right. You can get high if you want, but right. it's a different, different, different product. So CBD oil is not going to get you high. Right. Yeah. It's funny because my a neighbor in my building actually said uh, she was kind of opposed to it, but she had she was smoking a jewel like a little e cig, and it was becoming like a, a habit. Yeah, a mm-hmm. vape pen, and it was non CBD and or, or non marijuana or CBD. It was and, just tobacco oil, right? Nicotine, right, yeah. right. And um, so she was like, you know, I'm trying to to get off of this and to have it become lesser of a habit in my life. I said, you know, you should try CBD and just take calm the mind, calm the body, and maybe kick that, you know, neurotransmitter habit that you have. And so she tried it and she said, I've never felt like this in my life. Like (laughs) it's a very grounding, calming um, feeling. And it didn't make her want to reach for the e-cig and whatever, whatever it is in your life, you know, it could rewire that. And um, that's pretty powerful. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good story. I mean, it's it's like it's crazy because now all these e-cigarettes and all the vaping, it's just it's like worse this than whole smoking. new generation. Yeah. yeah, it's worse than smoking. And because like you can do it anywhere ways. at yeah. any time, and people do. Right. Um, so, with your business, I mean, how did you sort of get the put the pieces together and launch? And where is it now? And where do you see it going? 
Well, I think the experience that I had at the lab with launching new products and and really running the laboratory from an operations perspective gave me the the knowledge to start piecing together the company. So over the course of the 11th month, month journey and just connecting with formulation scientists and fragrance alchemists and um, manufacturing partners and packaging and distribution and all of the above. And it came together and we launched in March and it's been crazy. Where does the name come from? The name comes from, so Missouri, Moellans is, Mo is the Missouri, Um, always going back to my roots, you know? (laughs) And then I always wanted a wellness company. So I just took the two words and kind of merged them together and did a little twist. Oh, like well, Mo, Mm -hmm. wellness, wellens, get it? Yeah. Moellens. I like it. It was either going to be Moells or Moellens. And then just Moell kind of, sounds too much like Models. <laughs> Models. Yeah. Which is a totally different kind of business. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then launched in March and in April, April 420 was a big, you know, time in the cannabis community, more so on the marijuana side of things. And that's when Us Weekly reached out and put us in the magazine, and then we were um, reviewed by Shut the Kill Up, a very large and amazing woman, Jeanette. And she did a three-minute review on her story, and it just took off from there. And I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) That's so awesome. And then does anybody really know the true story of, why do we say 420? What's the 420 significance? It's a lot of urban legends. There's a lot of, of like do you, do you have any, any take on it? No, no. I know. What, what the do one you know? It's like Bob, is, Marley, Bob Marley's birthday or some something oh, like that. I know that it's supposed to be like the cop, uh, like the CB radio um, code, oh, like code for, for like a drug drug um, crime. Oh, that sounds. More Let's accurate. go with that. <laughs> well, somebody's <laughs> gonna, nice. someone's going to Google it and let us know. Yeah, they're yeah. going to listen to this podcast. Like, yeah. You guys are idiots. Uh, <laughs> I know. I play in the hemp CBD space, so I call I call yeah, truce yeah, on yeah, that one. Totally. You're, you're exempt. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, so something else that you mentioned that I want to go back to um, is because this whole question of quality control, because I think that is this market is expanding so rapidly and just like any other category, you know, you've got these amazing companies that are really doing their diligence and doing things properly and and you know, checking all the boxes, dotting T's, crossing I's, you know. The, the other way, dotting eyes, et cetera. And then you have always kind of these copycats that are just riding coattails that are not really, they're cutting corners. They're not doing everything as correctly. So how are people supposed to know like which products they can trust? What has been quality control? Like what, what can we look for as consumers? Well, lab testing is key and that's, you know, my background and that's why I started looking at whether the hemp extract or the hemp oil is lab tested and finding out if the can what the cannabinoid profile and terpene profile looks like but and how do you get that information as a consumer it should be on the website okay. um and if it's not you should request it from the from the company right. they should be fully transparent yeah. with like any third um, party lab testing, right? Correct. Yeah. And so then it goes a layer deeper with pesticides and microbials and residual solvents and heavy metals. And if we think about res- why this is so important, um, residual solvents are used or solvents are used in the extraction process, whether it's ethanol or um, butane or propane or CO2. 
And so when you extract the oil from the plant, you could get some solvents that are still residing in that oil. And that's why you test the oil, because if you don't, those solvents are going into your products. So case in point was our first batch that we ran. You know, this was my passion. This was everything to me, the lab testing. And um, we extracted with ethanol and we had the first batch come back and the ethanol wasn't high enough to the point that people couldn't eat it, but it was higher. It was high um, to the point to where people shouldn't be smoking it. And I said, well, you know, people were saying we shouldn't, I mean, smoking, it's fine. And you're not smoking, you're, you're not producing products where they smoke them. And I said, yeah, but this is now an ethical decision for me. You know, we pride ourselves on transparency and lab testing. And so we need to purge the ethanol and then we need to retest and then we'll go to run the batch. And so we ended up doing that and it's a costly decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, every lab test that you're doing is $800 to $1,000. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it does add up. And especially when you're a startup, yeah, you know, it's not, it's an unexpected second round of costs. Mm -hmm. So we ended up doing it, but, you know, would everybody make that decision? I don't know, right. you know, and I think just knowing the core values of the owners or, you know, the operators and knowing is that in their playbook to make the right decisions around testing and third-party testing and and removing those solvents and pesticides mm -hmm. and microbials. It's so funny. It's like everything, everything that's new and, you know, hopefully good for you always like initially seems to struggle with this like common language of standards, mm -hmm. right? So creating standards across brands, like... Right. Somebody has it. to be the standard bearer. Somebody has to set it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's not the government coming in and doing it, and the FDA is usually the last to, yeah. they they take forever to catch up. Somebody right. else has to do it. It's funny. It's like, that's why we have all these seals that are created usually by companies, right? And then that company becomes the authority in that category. Yep. And so how do you see that playing out? Like, who's going to set the standard? And then how do they reinforce it? So there's an organization called the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. It's the top 40 hemp companies. And basically they do the lobbying and they do kind of like setting the parameters, if you will, from a federal level. That it, and really they work with the states as well. The brands that are underneath that umbrella, the larger brands, you know, they're spearheading this from a financial perspective because they've been around for quite some time. Now, our company, you know, we are growing very quickly and we would like to and believe we are setting a standard in the wellness space. And that comes from being transparent with things like lab testing with where we manufacture, yeah. um, manufacturing with GMP certified facilities and just making sure that our policies and procedures are buttoned up, that the products that we're producing are consistent and concentrations and potencies and lab testing is consistent across the board. Another area where there's a lot of uh, ambiguity is labeling and the terms, the verbiage that's used around CBD. Right. I can't and imagine. so oh my God. like I interchange hemp extract and hemp oil and you'll see that on the labels, companies will put a thousand milligrams of hemp oil mm -hmm. or hemp extract. And 
people then see that and they take it and they think that they're taking a thousand milligrams of CBD. Right. When really CBD is just one cannabinoid in that hemp oil. And so knowing how much, what percentage of con- of CBD is in that hemp oil is very important. So we have a lot of people that come to us and they're, they say that they didn't feel anything or that they felt too much. And we have them take pictures of the product that they're taking and they send it to <laughs> us. And then we do a calculation or we say, go back and ask for this. Mm-hmm. So just helping people navigate yeah. and setting, you know, coming up with, in education, you education, know, education, education, education. Yeah, but it, that's good that you're yeah. actually trying to be responsible to the consumer, regardless of whether they're purchasing your product or not. It's, right. I mean, that's, I think it's incumbent on anybody who actually feels as passionately about this as you do right. to just say, like, I don't even, it's not about buying my product. It's about educating yourself so that you understand what choices you're making yeah. and then buy my product. Right. <laughs> and then buy for a friend. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I totally agree. I think whoever sort of wins the education, race is going to be just naturally the authority in the space. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's like with any other industry. You should do some like case studies with your clients. Like this is like what they started taking and then this is where they went wrong. Right. And then this yeah. is how we put them back on track. It's kind of an interesting because there are so many different paths and there are so many different ways to get it wrong. Which is unfortunate because <laughs> and that's when you true get about it, wellness in general. When you get it mm-hmm. right, it's really um could be really powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're reconnecting with the community now to really figure out more so who they are, why they use it, what they used prior, exactly what you said, and just get a full picture. We love connecting and hearing the stories. It's very inspirational on a daily basis to hear the changes that we've had in people's lives. And Right, because it's so, um, you know, there's not a lot of science on it yet. So it's not something that you can say, and I don't mean that so generally, I'm just saying there's not like, a very common there's not a definitive, yeah. So there's not like, if you take this, you, it will do, if you take X, it will do Y. It's all very much like testimonial based and, you know, what you hear, like anecdotally. So I think that's super important. Yeah. At least at this stage, right? Well, the thing is, is you can either be classified as a drug or a dietary supplement or just a vague food wellness type product. Hmm. And so when we go into this cause and effect type of situation, we fall into the drug category. And that's probably the worst thing that could happen for the CBD industry is to have it be classified as a drug because accessibility, time to market, all of those things, you know, could prohibit access to a lot of people, to all of us, basically. Right. For many, many years. Right. A lot of, lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> um, but what an exciting industry to be in. I'm kind of jealous. I know. I'm like, ah, man, the people who got in early, they're just like crushing it right now. But as with any space, I think that's like doing so well. There's always room for more. Erica, what should we come up with? I mean, I'm, my brain is clicking already. I know. Um, <laughs> so speaking of edibles that we're going to come up with... <laughs> Who's at your fantasy dinner party? And <laughs> uh, what are you eating besides pot brownies? Uh, ooh. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. I didn't consider that. I'd eat some uh, cachewe pepe with some CBD in it. Nice. Mm, and I would probably invite Richard Branson. Mm. Uh, yeah. And That's I would have it the dinner on his island, Necker Island. Obviously. In the British Virgin Islands. And hopefully somebody from his amazing staff is making the cacio and pepe with CBD oil. Absolutely. Oh, that's a really solid answer. Totally um, solid. 
Totally gonna. Anybody else? I mean, Barack might be there because they're like windsurfing together. They mm-hmm. are, huh? Um, <laughs> I'd probably go with maybe Carrie Washington. Hmm. So I, she just spoke she's over cool. at the I wing like today. Her. I really like Scandal. I just, she's very in depth. You know, you can tell she has many, many layers to her thought process and strategy around life. And I think she's overcome a lot just being an African American woman and. She would be very, very interesting to connect with. For totally, me. totally great, and I like Scandal too. <laughs> I, I watched it so good. I've never seen it. Oh my god! I know I, it's I the blind like, spot in my viewing history. I just needed something like real gladiatorish, <laughs> just simple, just like easy candy. You know, when I was like right after I like gave birth, I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch some Scandal, eat yeah. some popcorn, and nurse my baby, and that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that Sounds was like kind of wonderful. Me and Carrie Washington. I was like, drink some red wine, eat some popcorn. <laughs> That's a good game plan. Yeah. Well, this has been super interesting. And I mean, I know we tried to pack a lot into a very short period of time. So thank you so much for breaking it down for us and for and congratulations on your thank business. You. Yeah. And we will send people to moellens.com. Uh and right now it's only direct to consumer. Um, so we are in some retailers. We're getting ready to launch with two national retailers. Um, Very cool. Yeah, Congrats. in the That's spring. So Congratulations. So we'll Yay. tell everybody to keep an eye out. Thank you. All right, well, thanks, so Amy. Grateful. So nice to meet you. Me Thank too. you. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.